It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, so uh, so pleased right now to be joined by Brian Davis, uh, a man who is uh, preparing for a uh, for an epic battle. Brian, you'll uh, you will not be shocked by this. Um, I was a little late getting back there because I was over uh, uh, talking about onion rings and talking about food. <laughs> that was one thing you and I always always had in common. And uh, and then one of my coworkers said, "Mo, yeah." Go ahead. I you just forgot to push the. I forgot. I think you just forgot to push the power button. That's all. <laughs> no, they don't. They don't trust me with that. I would never be uh, be able to do that. But I am uh, coming to you live from coaches, coaches, uh, coaches smoke, and they have unbelievable barbecue here. I'm actually having a burger right now, but they have the they have a bunch of barbecue on like grilled cheeses and that kind of thing. So I thought you would appreciate that, knowing you know. Like like myself, you appreciate all sorts of food. Now, you, Lubbock, where was your go-to in Lubbock? I remember you had that, uh, you spent at least a year or two out there covering three. Bob Knight, which had to be, I, I don't know if you'll ever, three years. Wow. Did you, did Lubbock really grow on you, or were you always ready to to get back to D- the Dallas-Fort Worth area slash uh, Austin did, um, or uh, or both would both of those things be true? <laughs> it grew on you, and you were ready to leave. No, that's exactly right. I mean, three years in Lubbock uh, when Bob Knight was hired, the morning news uh, shipped me out there. Actually, what they did was they went around the office and they said, "Hey, who wants to cover Bob Knight?" And apparently, I was the only one, uh, you know, crazy enough to raise his hand. But um, you know, you go out there and look. Lubbock is like a weed; it definitely grows on you. There's no question about it. Um, yeah, I, I I love I love my time out there, and uh, I love going back every chance. People, but you are isolated out there. There's no doubt about yeah. that. I mean, they, they, look, they've got everything out there from running water to Dillard's, but still, <laughs> it it it, uh, it it's a, it takes a while to drive back to uh, massive civilization. You know, I. Uh... Brian, you know it's it's rare for me to brag on the Longhorns. You know, it's I'm not really conditioned to do that. You're alma mater. You cover them. You got you cover them so well for the Austin American Statesman. But I really did enjoy the 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 way they honored Rick Barnes, and I think Rick was taken aback by it a little bit. I mean, he was. Uh, I mean, I think he knew they would be nice and all that kind of stuff. But the outpouring, uh, the crowd that showed up, the the, the kind of different things that uh, I think Chris Beard inspired. Um, I would say, Brian, that that uh, that that weekend went about as well as it possibly could have gone. Would you agree with that? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt, Rick. Uh, Rick got an incredible outpouring of emotion. The, the fans got a great game. Uh, the, the bean counters got a sellout, and Texas got a win. And so I don't really know what more. Uh, you could have asked uh, for that thing, except maybe overtime, possibly. Yeah. But but no, I, I really do think Rick was genuinely touched by the by the total outpouring of emotion. Um, you know, he, but he's a genuine person. That, that's just what he is. Um, especially with former players, uh, people around the Texas program, even with reporters. I mean, the, the guy's real. He's a real guy. And um, you know, if if coaches out there. You know, if they want to know how do I have a better relationship with the media, just look at Rick, right? I mean, he's he's just a normal he's a normal person. 
he's not trying to guard state secrets, right? Um, and it helps to win. you got to win. I mean, 400 wins, 2003 Final Four, 13 straight, you know, 20 win seasons. I mean, it's 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 a little bit of um, No, really. It's the you know, total opposite of what's going to happen tomorrow night. <laughs> I like that. Talking to Brian Davis, Austin American statesman, covers the uh, covers the Longhorns so well. And, Brian, how are you uh, planning to – this is one of those games that not only do you want to – you almost have to get the feel for it, get out there, kind of move around town a little bit. You know the town. You've got some old go-to spots. Um, do you think by the time – I mean, it, this is – it's a tough ticket. You've got people that are even in the winter, wintry uh, weather type – deal or out there camping out getting ready for it um i i i thought it was interesting i think beard had some good things to say i mean he he did he gave it his all and he and he and i think as he said he spent what 12 to 15 years or whatever it was working at texas tech and yet i don't think any of that will matter tomorrow night what are you um what are you expecting are are you are you expecting the worst or are you kind of thinking maybe we're making too much of it? Well, I mean, for a typical game, I'm going to take my notepad, some pens, extra batteries. I went to the mm-hmm. Army-Navy surplus store today, and I got this Vietnam-style helmet. Uh, I got a black <laughs> jacket. Uh, that was well. They sold me a couple of they sold me a couple of grenades. Maybe they work. Maybe they don't. I don't know. <laughs> pull the pin and pull the pin and throw. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think. I think Texas. I think Texas Tech fans, uh, if they're really honest with themselves, they should thank him, right? Um, you know, Chris Beard lifted their program to previously unforeseen heights, right? Took a, took, you know, he was one shot away from winning the national championship, right? In 2019, um, generated incredible excitement there. They got the Womble Center built, an incredible practice facility. And really turned it into a, a tip-top job, but but he left for the one school that you know Texas Tech fans just can't stand. Yeah. Um, you know, and if and if you believe what's on the message boards, he did it in a in a in a negative way, right? And so if you if you are sucked into the echo chamber that is social media, uh, then you know this guy is just complete, you know, a completely <clears throat> terrible person, and you know he must be stopped at all costs, right? So. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Fan is short for fanatical. Um, but, you know, I, I expect a r- ridiculously hostile environment. Um, you know, I would hope that Tech fans recognize that they got a pretty damn good team, too. Mark Adams and what he's been able to do at his alma mater um, has been phenomenal. I think they've already beaten Baylor uh, this year, um, you know, along with playing, beating Kansas. So, Tech is Tech is having a phenomenal year with with their guys. Yeah, I, I, we could have done without you uh, bringing up the Baylor uh, the Baylor win <laughs> that uh, that Tech had. I, hey, I know my audience. I know the audience. I know you know uh, you know Central Texas, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be uh, really uh, an interesting scene um, from a basketball standpoint. Do you? It, his beard, this is really interesting to me. I mean, you and I both kind of know the history of the Texas program. We know, like, even when you think about Barnes and T.J. Ford was hanging out at that game and Penders, they had great guards over the years. 
I, I don't exactly know why. Te- I mean, Texas recruits really well. I, I don't quite understand why they can't, you know, get a point guard or find somebody. Is this team at times, Brian, felt like it's on the verge of something? I think we already know Andrew and Ramey. These are nice players, but they don't really run the team. They, they're just guys that can right. spot up and, and hit threes. Carr sometimes runs the team, sometimes honestly kind of, to me, bogs things down a little bit. Are Is Beard starting? Are you seeing any? I mean, obviously they've won a few games now uh, lately. Are you seeing him start to develop something? No, I mean, I, I think your description is, is exactly correct. I mean, just when it looks like they get things going in the right direction, uh, the wheels come shooting off like they did at Oklahoma State or like they did at Iowa State. And now they've and now they've now they've gotten you know now they've got it going again, three straight wins, uh, but now they face Texas Tech, and so what's going to happen there? I mean, I mean, it, it is interesting how there, there's there's not a dominant scorer. Um, I think I think yeah. that they have been too um, too passive, if you will. It's like here you shoot the ball. No, you shoot the ball. No, you're a gentleman and a scholar. You go first, right? <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody take the ball and go get out of the way and go get two points, right? I mean, they have been in bad need of that. Now, Marcus Carr, to his credit, he did that for a short stretch. He did that for two or three games where he was trying to take over, right? Um, you know, and but but look what happened. Look what happened against Tennessee, right? They badly needed points to close out a win, and nobody could score. They scored only one point in the last five minutes and 32 seconds, and that was Timmy Allen's free throw at the end to win it. So, I mean, that's a problem. That is going to be a huge problem as they face Baylor, as they face Kansas, as they face Tech, and as they get into the March tournament, right? That's going to be a huge problem. Talking to Brian Davis with the Austin American Statesman, Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Brian, um, have you had uh, have you gotten to at least say hi to Gary Patterson? Um, I, Gary was ready to come on, and then boy, he said, "Well, Sark's out uh, recruiting right now. I got to wait till he gets back." I mean, it's just a strange thing to hear Gary. I mean, Gary Patterson is now in a position where he really doesn't have authority but he's like a consultant kind of guy i mean this is really going to be interesting do you um have you said hi to gary and 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 do you are you thinking that this thing's going to go smoothly well we we have talked uh but he has not done an interview here um you know steve sarkeesian does not allow the reporters to talk to his assistant and i guess technically gary falls in that in that category now. Uh, well, not technically. I mean, he does. He, he falls in that category. Um, you know, I still have a lot of questions about how is this going to work, you know, because because here's why, man. I mean, Steve Sarkeesian is going to come to the Wednesday signing day press conference, and he's going to say, oh, Gary is great. Gary's going to help us do this, and Gary's going to help us do that. And, you know, Pete Kwiatkowski should have nothing to worry about, right? Okay, I get it. That you're saying that, but I know how yeah. Texas boosters and administrators work. Okay, the minute that this thing goes sideways next season, and it when this thing goes sideways, they are going to say, mm-hmm. "Look, get rid of this defensive coordinator. We got Gary Patterson. We got Gary Patterson sitting yeah. right there, 
And Sark has to be strong enough to say, no, this is my guy. I believe in PK, or I don't believe in PK, whatever. This is what we're going with. And he's got to keep those, those uh, you know, people at bay. And I listen, I mean, Matt, you're, you and I have been around a long time. You know, it's easier said than done at Texas. It just is. Yeah, I, uh, I, it's, it is really an interesting deal. And Jerry Kill was kind of in the position, much like what at TCU, a little bit what Gary's going to be. But if if you bring in one of the guys considered one of the great defensive gurus of the past thirty years in college football, uh, it's going to make it's going to make people nervous. Now, Jerry Jones, a, a man that you and I both have covered over the years, likes things like that. You know, like. He right. likes the fact that Mike McCarthy's about to look over his shoulder at, at Sean Payton for a year and then, um, and then Dan Quinn, a defense coordinator, who would be a perfect interim coach or a, or a perfect replacement if the defense continues to excel. So I, I guess you could make an argument that making people uncomfortable would not be the worst thing. But uh, it, 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 you're, you're totally right, though. It's going to – something will happen, and it's going to be interesting and – Gary is such a dominant personality. I mean, I, the thought of him kind of going around just saying a word or two. I mean, you know, at some point he's going to want to get in there and tell people how to do things. That's the way he's wired. So that, I am uh, is the way I'm fat. I, I, I can't wait to see it. There, there's, yeah. there's no question about yeah. it. And, and, I'll, and, and here's the thing, too. We know that Gary Patterson and Chris Conti are super tight. Right, these are two extremely close individuals. Okay, and what's going to happen the minute that Chris pulls Gary aside in private and says, "Hey, come on, coach, you're in there every day. Tell me what's wrong with my defense." Well, I told him to run the uh-huh. blitz on third and seven, and they didn't do it. You know, and I yeah. told him to you know run cover two on third and eight, whatever. You know, I just, I mean, you're exactly right. Gary Patterson, he's been a head coach his you know, for so long now, um, and we know and we know how he ran the TCU program. It just seems very, very, very difficult to believe that he's going to sit back and go, "Oh, you know, you guys do whatever you want." You know, I'm just I'm just looking at film back here. <laughs> I'm just back here working on my next single. I'm just back here writing some music, bet, guys. You know, a, 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 a one and a two and a, oh, there's another loss. What are you going to do, right? So, I mean, it's, it's a problem. I tell you what, man. Take a step back. Underrated song. I like the I like the way it goes. By the way, Brian, do you feel like uh, do you <laughs> do you feel like uh, you, have you talked to uh, uh, Coach Pierce and the gang over there today? Or do did they get enough players on that preseason team? I've never seen anything like it. My gosh, they put the I've never seen like a, the entire team get named preseason. I mean, that must be a juggernaut that they've put together over there. But uh, we were just happy in Waco to land one kid on there. I mean, it was unbelievable. Well, I looked I was, at that thing. I was really surprised that they delivered uh, gloves, balls, and bats to Waco and any other school in the Big 12, quite <laughs> frankly. I'm surprised they're going to let these other schools even play, right? Because the University of Texas at Omaha, uh, number one in the preseason, number one in your heart, at least that's what I'm being told. Uh, at, least, at least that's the script they give me on this stuff. No, I mean, look, I, I, th- I think they have a solid team, um, you know, but I, 
you know, this is also a team that I thought uh, I thought they played terrific in Omaha. I don't want to take anything away, um, I, but I thought Mississippi State was was exceptional last year as well. Um, yeah. Even the Tennessee game was really good. It's going to be a fantastic season. I, I, I love Big 12 baseball. I love the challenges that it all uh, presents um, and, and all the different storylines that go along with it. You know, Texas fans, um, you know, they've, they've definitely latched on. I mean, they've always liked baseball, but it definitely feels like it's football one and baseball two uh, nowadays. Um, you know, and then, and then every other thing that's winning national championships is three and three and below. So we'll see. We'll see, we'll see how it works. But again, but again, Matt, I'm really, really proud of the fact that FedEx found a way to get some baseballs there uh, right off of the banks of the grass. Yeah, yeah, we're going to, we're going to show up and play, and if COVID doesn't get us this year, this is an NCAA tournament team. Watch out, okay? This is a this is a team to watch that Steve Rodriguez has, and they'll play some ball. And they got a kid from my hometown, Kaufman, Texas, Cade Currington, Uh-oh. in the middle of that lineup. They'll be batting him number five, probably in the five hole. And uh, whoa, this kid's, kid's got some pop. I could see 15, 20 home runs this year. Cade Currington, uh, remember. Yeah. Remember that name? Stop Remember that name? COVID. COVID likes to paint the corners, though. I'll tell you that. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, hey, be careful. Be careful out there. And the good news is they know you. They remember you. And I think you'll be okay out there in Lubbock, Texas. Safe travels, Brian. I appreciate you, sir. Yeah. Yeah, there he goes. My old Dallas Morning News cohort. Brian Davis joining the Matt Mosley Show here on ESPN Central Texas. Coming to you.